Broadcasting live from the Zimmer Communications World Headquarters. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Get ready, pal. Mid-Missouri with co-host Mark Ellinger. We've Good morning. got uh, Hannah, the producer. Hello. And John Marsh. Good morning. Good Bert. morning. And I'm Bert. here. <laughs> all right. And Brian Houseworth. It's good to see you. It's officially a party now that we also welcome in Scott Fawn on a Feel Good Friday. I I hate to ask because I think I already know the answer, but what are you feeling good about on this Friday? I mean, what am I not feeling good about? The only thing... The only thing I could put on that list was I was hoping this week for more Stephanie and Mark fighting. <laughs> getting along. I, I'd like to I'd like to be the next time I come on my goal to be to try to come up with stuff you disagree about and just stand back and watch. <laughs> there are there are some things we do disagree. I figured if, you'd already be celebrating about the football game tonight. Well, uh, I mean, you know, it could have been Southern Boone, but I mean, they'd have to beat Blair Oaks, and I've never seen that happen. <laughs> well, you know what you. <laughs> you Boone County people tried. You tried, and that's important for you, for you people. So, so you, Scott, you missed it earlier. There was a discussion about seceding Boone, Southern Boone County into Cole County, and I said, I don't know. They may want to take Southern Boone County. Oh, really? Yeah, they're going to have to pass some logic tests before they get in. I mean, uh, there's no mask. There's no, I mean, you... I think you're good. The other side of the river, I think you're good. You should just stay there. Nobody wants that sales tax. Yeah, well, I think we're the only county, like, only area that's, like, rapidly growing. I mean, I think we're one of the fastest growing areas, so a lot of people want to move there. Been to Wardsville lately? Lots of of people want to move to Columbia and end up in Ashland, and they vote the same way. No. (laughs) They're hanging up on me this morning. Sheesh. In Wardsville, you know, you have the Ted LePage Museum of all the state championship trophies. So that's a, it's a high demand for real estate. I assume here in about three weeks there'll be another addition to the Ted LePage Hall of Fame with another state championship trophy. So war, real estate's harder to come by in Wardsville than Ashland, I would say. You I don't, don't know you don't about a that. Lot of room, right? I don't know about that. We're building like crazy. Uh, it's pretty... Anna, go ahead. We actually just got tagged in a tweet. It says, yeah, I'll sign a petition to secede Southern Boone from Boone County and create our own. We can call it Bell County. <laughs> Woohoo! I like this idea. All right. Okay, that's a good idea. <laughs> You'd move to Bell County, right, Scott? Come on. All right. Uh, let's. I talk- don't like wearing masks. 
<laughs> let's talk about what about Christmas sweaters? What's your feeling on Christmas sweaters? Okay, hold on. Let's talk about this uh, Democrat uh, primary uh, heating up for governor. Uh, new this morning, we're getting numbers from this new candidate, Mike Hamra. Um, they're saying he's already uh, surpassed some of Crystal Quaid's numbers. Now, I know you really like Crystal Quaid. Um, I've met her. I think she, um, for a Democrat, is a solid person. What? It, what's? Tell me about this race and how you see that going. Does the money going like to matter? You threw in for a Democrat. <laughs> Uh, of, of course the money matters. I mean, it, of course it matters. But I go back to, this will show my age. I've got a little gray on the sides of my hair now. Chuck Gastenberger in 2014 was running for Senate. He took a, a mortgage out on his house, put $400,000, something like that, in his race. He never spent it. And that is, a trend is, you know, it helps to have money. When you're trying to raise money, he want to support a winner. So a lot of times people, pardon me, will put money into their campaign account that they were never going to spend. A buddy of mine, David Gregory, ran for a state auditor, put some money into his account, and he never spent that money. Now, I think he probably will in the Senate race, but at the time, you would have thought, oh, he's got an advantage, look at his fundraising, but he never spent it. And if I had to guess, uh, you know, to me, I don't buy any more that you're going to spend that money until you do, because for every one person you could tell me that actually spent their own money in this race, I can literally name you five to ten that put six-figure donations in and didn't didn't spend it. I also think this. The bottom line is, for my entire professional life, there has been an, a wing of a, a certain party that has told you that a straight, white, Christian male is the problem for everything in this world and everything in life, and that they have been privileged, and that every turn you should try to disadvantage them or, or I guess, deprivilege them. Just like you deworm a dog, you deprivilege Mark there. But... I think that they've said that so long and so passionately and apparently so convincingly that their party doesn't want to elect them. Look at Lucas Kuntz, how they drugged him out at the last minute. Uh, I think that just take Crystal out of it. I think she is very talented. But frankly, look around this state. Jake Hummel lost a primary. He was a white, straight, Christian male. I think the Democrat Party has told themselves for so long people like, well, like Brian's the problem. And now... They believe it. All right. So uh, interesting. It's, it sounds like you're saying that candidate committees are kind of like busking or like tip jars. You know, I think they add a little bit of cash <laughs> as you walk by because, you you know, they see the cash and then you just keep adding. So we'll see if that money helps my camera in the Democrat primary. Ultimately, we're not thinking that anybody from that race is going to end up anywhere. I mean, they stand no Probably chance right. in the general. So, uh, Brian, I, I think she'll end up as a state senator from Springfield in two years, which would be interesting because, of course, Senator Huff will be term limited. Scott, we appreciate you joining us. I know you're in Warrensburg uh, this morning. I saw your tweets about uh, uh, about the statue and Senator Hoskins, lots of other things as well. Uh, we had Caleb Brown and um, Stephanie Mark and I on the show earlier this week. He is the Senate president pro tem and of course i got got in touch with denny hoskins as well and they're battling over the issue of gaming and in a nutshell 939theeagle.com kws.com i've got it up and in a nutshell senator hoskins says that uh, the the reason it didn't pass is because round's loyalties lie with getting the best deal for casinos not the best deal for missouri veterans and taxpayers and Rowden fires back and says that they could have passed it all, but Hoskins decided to kill the bill to cut property taxes in legalized sports betting because he wants slot machines and gas stations. So basically, one is saying the other is uh, in cahoots with the slot machines and the gas stations, and the other senator is saying they're in, in cahoots with the casinos. So what what happens next? Is is it? Is, are we at a stalemate again this year? 
you, you ever had two guys that, that are just going to fight and <laughs> it stems back from a leadership race that, that Kenley, Caleb Browden won. They fought over everything since where the two of them ran for Floyd or Gus didn't know it's been five years ago. Uh, that was the birth of the conservative caucus. And, and, you know, I, I always think it's funny if you're conservative if nothing passes, well, good, the public's safe. So the conservative caucus has kept a lot of things from passing. I think it's funny, though, a lot of things that I see people on Facebook complain that they want, they've kept that from passing, too. Sportsbook is a thing. Well, it, it comes down to this. Yes, the casinos would like to have this, but it's not as big a deal for them as you might think. Uh, Caleb Brown has been supported by them. That is true. The uh, gas station slot machines, VLTs, whatever you want to call them, they support Denny Hoskins. Denny Hoskins, there, there's a different levels of companies that will invest in these slot machines that you see in gas stations or the Elks Lodge or the Eagles Lodge. And they're bigger, nicer, blinkier machines. But they want a legal framework that says this is legal. Because, I mean, some machines of these are, you know, three, $4,000 machines. Some of these are like two, $300,000 machines. And the big boys want a good legal framework to know somebody's not going to take their enormous investment and crush it. So Denny had said Sportsbook doesn't pass until you give some legal assurances to VLTs that, that they're legal. And he's stand on that. And if I had to guess, he'll do it again this year. When he leaves, then the floodgates probably open. Or the sports team say the heck with this, and they go to the ballot, and it'll pass 80-20. So uh, we're talking about dysfunction, Scott, in the uh, Missouri General Assembly. We've now had two new branches of government created by the courts this year, uh, the independent branch of the Conservation Commission and the independent branch of MoDOT that came out yesterday. How is the General Assembly going to deal with the fact that these two agencies are now effectively completely beyond the legislature's appropriation authority or any other authority whatsoever, and the fact that the courts have imposed this upon them. You know, Mark, I I think it was a very good Cold War between the legislature and conservation and MoDOT. I think this question was better off not answered, uh, honestly, where they had to be a little worried about the legislature, but there was some, there was, if they went too far, they'd go to court and settle it. And I thought that that tension was pretty good because I'll tell you, the last thing you want is bureaucrats with no oversight running a mud. You don't, you may not like politicians. It's only because you haven't met a bureaucrat. And I, I, I think it'll be very bad. I thought this entire, I thought it was a good tension pull. I think when the bureaucracy is unchecked, it will be terrible. I think the legislature won't push back on the courts because the right wing of the party that has a hard time raising money has figured out that they can raise money from trial lawyers. And the trial lawyers very ingeniously have the best lobbying effort in this state in the last five years have switched around and now support your most right wing candidates who now support your right to sue. You can argue whether that's conservative, liberal. I was brought up to say it wasn't conservative, but that's changing all the time. So I think the legislature will do nothing about the courts over this. And I think if I had to guess, they're going to throw a fit. They'll start with MoDOT because conservation still has some hunting and ties, that, and there's some Second Amendment issues you can weave into that. So I think they'll start with MoDOT, giving them some grief, and it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, Patrick McKenna, I think, runs a good department, but he probably shouldn't be over customer service or government relations. <laughs> it's, but I guess now he doesn't have to, right? He doesn't, it doesn't matter anymore. Now so we're- I, I, we'll see. 
Yeah, we're hearing uh, that, you know, the Senate caucus this week, and we're hearing that several members of the caucus, formerly known as the Conservative Caucus, decided just not to show up. Uh, I don't I don't think they were busy. I think that was a statement. What does uh, what are you hearing from the fallout of that? And what are you how does that foreshadow what's coming in January? Well, I, I think there's a bunch of different factors there. I think it's a very logical thing for someone like a Mary Elizabeth Coleman to say this is not worth my time. You have to drive all the way to Branson for a meeting where essentially you just tell the members of your caucus that hate your caucus what you're going to try to do so they can have two extra months to prepare to stop you from doing what you want to do. Jill Carter, she had a family commitment. They moved the date of this caucus. It's usually a little later. They moved it up, I believe. And so she couldn't make it a family commitment that she she told everyone. Some of this information gets put out here because some lobbyist goes to a dinner and, and leaks it out, unnamed source. And then somebody else newsletter rumors it. Uh, so some of this, some of this is not accurate or real. Then you had a couple. Bill Eigel's running for statewide office. He's a busy guy, and plus, I don't think he needs two extra months to stop his caucus from passing things. He's very good at it. So I, I just, I think it's also a testament. This will be the last one in Branson. I think. I mean, it, Mike Moon is right there by Branson. Didn't go. It is a long drive for Cindy O'Loughlin from Shelbina to Branson. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to see something at the lake next year, probably better attended. And I, and I think really, while I'm not sure it's Caleb Browden's fault, uh, the majority of it, but I think you're going to see when I go and, and Rounder are out of the Senate, it'll be the last vestiges of this leadership fight from what will then be six years ago. And I think people will get along better. So I wouldn't read too much into it other than caucuses are worthless. They're all senators. They shouldn't caucus anyway. I really hope you're right. Well, we're reminding people that we are taking winners and losers of the week nominations for that. We're going to do that about 830. Text us at 573-874-9390. And I want to hear from you, Scott. No, (laughs) no, the Eagles, the Eagles, they hung, they hung tough through the first half last time. I'm still cheering for the Eagles tonight. Right there. You got a winner and a loser right there. You got the, you got the ropes and you got the Eagles. (laughs) Stephanie, you should come up with winners, losers and participation trophies, a Boone County participation trophy that you can give to people that try for the first half. Uh, I think be very fitting. Uh, oh, man. Rude. All right. You are not invited back, by the way. No, really. Uh, you got any, uh, I mean, you've got a big show coming up on Sunday. If people tune in, who are we going to see? And yeah, who are your winners for the week? You are going to see Ashley Ani, who is running to, to be the new House Minority Leader. Uh, she's very talented. Uh, it'll be fun to get to know her. She, she has a real great energy that, that just kind of exudes out. Had Ryan Johnson on, Kerry Engel, uh, Terry Thompson, a great legislator, uh, banker over at Lexington. <clears throat> and then Manny Abarca, he's the uh, number two guy in the Jackson County uh, Council. We had a good time. We talked all things. I, you know, I think probably the winner, Holly Rader, has had a heck of a week. She watched um, one of her uh, opponents have some problems. Cinder Ronder will be very interesting to see if he stays in this race. And then if she wins, Jay Ashcroft said he was going to quit if the abortion <laughs> If you're her, I mean, just go buy some lottery tickets, right? <laughs> and life, life is all looking up for Holly Rader. Hey, it's happened before. <laughs> all right. Well, <laughs> always great visiting with you, Scott. I'm sure we'll be texting later trash talking or something about this big game. So <laughs> You thanks. guys should put money on the game. No. Well, Scott is, you know, running uh, a, a sports betting ring, apparently, out yes. of his studio.
studio. Yeah, so. he wants to so name it after totally us, illegal, I heard, but... too. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I tried, and then I was like, I don't know if they're going to like that. I remember there's two on this name idea. Yeah, don't name it after us. All right, thanks for joining <laughs> us. Coming up Thank next, and uh, always late for some reason when we have uh, Scott Vaughn, is What's Hot with Hannah? Well, Florida man, need I say more? <laughs> Again. All right, that's okay. coming up next on Wake Up Mid Missouri. Blame Scott. <laughs> <laughs> This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri, telling you what you want to hear since 2015. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. It's time for What's Hot with Hannah. It's 725-ish. Nice of you to finally let me do my segments, Stephanie. Scott. (laughs) (laughs) What was it Marsh said right before the break? We should just blame Scott every time. For sure. You can just be the scapegoat of that one now. All right, Florida man got busted this week. Um, He was the butt of the joke. No pun intended. Um, A Florida driver was given a ticket by some... Sheriff's deputies in the state of Florida uh, because it was told, the driver was told, that his truck too closely resembled a Border Patrol vehicle. It's a white Chevy pickup. It's got a green stripe down the side of it. And it's got some lettering on the bed of the truck. But it doesn't say Border Patrol. Close. Close. Um, It says Booty Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> So it's totally just a joke. You know, the driver is not trying to bust anyone. It's a truck that they had made for a special music video, and they just (laughs) kept the stickers on it, I guess. Um, But yeah, Florida driver gets slapped with a fine for driving around a truck that says Booty Patrol. Love it. Only in Florida. Only in Florida. I want to know what music video that was, honestly. We should figure that out. All right. Coming up uh, in the 8 o'clock hour, we're going to talk to Tammy Holiday. She is with the Friends of the Missouri Governor's Mansion. They've got some cool stuff coming up and have been doing some really cool stuff. But next up, we're going to have the official AI debate. Elon Musk told Rishi Sunak yesterday, AI will render all jobs obsolete. Agree or disagree? Watch the game on our Facebook or YouTube channel. Find us at Wake Up Mid Missouri. And if I make it through, it's all because of you. That is Now and Then, released yesterday by the Beatles, thanks to AI. And I think AI kind of gets a bad rap. Mark's face. He maybe disagrees with me, but uh, I think it gets a bad rap, but it's brought the Beatles back to life um, for this song. Of course, they found um, snippets of the song on a cassette and were able to kind of recreate it. There's a short film you can watch about the actual production, and it gives me hope because every time we get a new Taylor Swift album, of course, we just got got 1989, what, last week? The Swifties are going to come for me for not knowing the exact um, release date, but they, uh, every time we get a new Taylor, Taylor's version, Taylor Swift album, we get songs from the vault. 
And so you get... And it's awesome. It is awesome. The vault songs are some of the best. And so you get a little peek into the window of her life because typically they are from around the same time that the album was. They are just songs that didn't make the album. And of course, she's still alive to um, you know record those and release those. But she, that woman is a prolific writer. She you she, In videos, you see all of the journals she has and the scribbles she has. So it gives me hope that Taylor Swift will live on forever, that even when she's gone, AI will be able to recreate her voice and we will get these re-releases of songs from Taylor's Vault, which it, I, they'll have to be called something else. Well, but. and maybe her and Travis Kelsey's babies will there you go. continue on the family legacy. <laughs> the new Beatles. Or they'll be, yeah. or they'll be like, uh, they'll go out into space and be in vitro fertilized up there so we can have space uh, Taylor Swift, <laughs> Travis Kelsey babies. And yeah, that, they could be like the, uh, the Kelsey Five, you know. <laughs> I, I, but so I see all of the possibilities with AI, and I thought this, this comment by Elon Musk yesterday, who, of course, AI powers a lot of his inventions or his um, companies and he's but apparently he was in um, the UK yesterday and told Rishi Sunak um, that AI is going to take over most people's jobs and I typically disagree with that but I had a weird experience yesterday where I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts um, the Reason Roundtable. The Wake Up in Missouri podcast? Of course. Um, oh. We've got an app you can check out all of our podcasts and you can also download them all in your favorite podcasting app um, I do like to play back when I happen to miss Wake Up Mid-Missouri, but I also like to check out a weekly podcast by uh, Reason Magazine. It's called The Reason Roundtable, and their editor, Catherine Mangu-Ward, was saying, hey, uh, we are starting a new podcast, and it's by Robot Catherine. And I'm like, huh? Because I haven't, in my day-to-day life, I haven't really seen anyone use AI to the extent that they're doing it. So I checked it out. She said, we... we sent my voice uh, to the robots and now there's a robot version of me that sounds just like me and this podcast you know reason they write a magazine so most of their their material are just long-form articles and so the robot is essentially Catherine's voice reading articles that otherwise would appear in the magazine and I was like there's no way there's no way and I tuned in and I am shooketh by this like would you know that it was AI if Yep. Like from listening to it, if you didn't already know. So all we know now is that uh, she may not have been on the Reason Roundtable for years because it's all been AI. <laughs> what is it? She said sometimes the robot puts the emphasis on the wrong syllable. Um, and so, but but I listened to a few minutes and I did not hear that all at all. It sounds. I mean, if you didn't if you didn't know, you would you would definitely be a little bit confused. And so I, you know. We talk about what careers AI might replace. A lot of, you know, people are saying copywriting and all of that. And, you know, from the, Hannah's like, oh no. Um, but from the audio world, I thought this is really great from the, the perspective of like an audiobook, right? I, you know, I've watched creators go in and have to tape their own audiobook. And I'm thinking if they could record your voice and read it, you know, I think that would be really, really interesting. But you miss emphasis and you miss, you know, I think if you're reading a book or if you're reading something, you might say a pause somewhere to make an emphasis on the next word. And when you hear somebody do it through AI, and I listened to that, you sent me that clip too, and I listened to some of it, there's no emphasis on anything. It's all just read. I mean, it, it sounds exactly like 
like uh, Catherine does, but it's but it's red. It's not emphasized. And yeah, I'm noted. waiting for two point oh. You know? Well, and my fa- but my favorite part about her on the podcast is um, her personality and just knowing things about her. And they often refer to her as like kind of like me, where like she doesn't have any feelings and she's kind of like a robot and she <laughs> hates dogs. And so, but I like I just so much enjoy her laughter and her personality on her you know on her podcast and her interacting with others. And you get none of that from Robot Catherine. And so I think as much as Elon is saying it's going to take over all of our jobs, I, I, I disagree. But don't worry. Don't worry. Joe Biden is here to save us. He issued an executive order, 100 plus pages long, declaring it a national security, possible national security threat. And now you know that anything you're worried about, the government is here to protect you from. So it's all safe. Spe- speaking of Elon, <laughs> Steph, yes. did you see what he did a couple weeks ago? I don't think so. <laughs> he made an offer to your favorite Wikipedia. Oh, I did. You did see, see this? John, did you see this? Yes. <laughs> Left field. Yes. Elon Musk offered the owner of Wikipedia $1 billion, with a B dollars does he have that anymore because twitter's lost like a lot since he purchased it he's got he's got coin i think think he's valued at about 280 billion wow well so that i mean one billion's just chump change right but he offered wikipedia one billion dollars i don't even know if i can say it if they would change the w at the beginning of wikipedia out for a d yeah. <laughs> so just just think about that one for a second. Good. Yikes. What, what on earth? He is just a, a bizarro character. But I think, I mean, so how are we? Like, back he got to a response AI. from Wikipedia saying, they say? we're, we're not for sale. <laughs> <laughs> just for a day? I mean, they're like Wikipedia is constantly asking me for money. I'm on there all the time and they're like, hey, if you just give a dollar, if everyone who uses Wikipedia gives a dollar, we could fund. Take his money. Do it. Why? Why wouldn't you? Oh, it's applied through author, authorship and all that other stuff, and the fact that if you actually made that change, you probably get blocked from ninety percent of the search engines. Oh yeah, if you start search, <laughs> if you if you were to Google that, you would probably yeah. get in some hot water. And they they're very particular, even about changes and who can edit and can how you, these whole. Can you imagine happen. like uh, a middle school student said, "Go look on." Wikipedia with the D to check that out. Oh no! <laughs> well, and stuff. It'd be even better if they they changed the wiki uh, leaks to the D. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <That's>, oh, <laughs> oh my god! Oh, we're we're gonna well, have a tough time recovering from that. Some All right. interesting Wikipedia stats. You know, I love to crap on Wikipedia. So just Hannah was told that she couldn't use it in school. Yeah, like it wasn't all a real through. Thing. All through school and college, we were told you could not use Wikipedia as a source because of the edit feature. No. But some stats from Wikipedia, they're saying that they have over 25 billion page views every single month and over 44 million page edits a month. You can't can't use it as an authoritative source. I use it. It's a great place to go get information and get an understanding and then check on your own to verify some of the stuff. It's kind of like using the hot take off of Twitter as a fact. A hot take off of Twitter might be a fact. It also might be garbage, and you have to check it before you do it. Sort, of like sort of like when we played with chat GPT early on and tried to write some news stories, and it came up with some real outlandish things, plus Hannah's bio with her 
multiple children and there's a there's a name for that they said it likes to hallucinate and i'm like what good is like a factual robot that hallucinates that's just i mean so so what happens if the ai robot during the course of reading the uh, script starts hallucinating right (laughs) they're not replacing us that's that's all i'm saying yeah when we searched for me on chat gpt they said i was a a member of like the black journalists of america club And I had a journalism degree, and I had multiple children. Yeah, it was Hmm. a little little wonky. (laughs) This is that secret life you've never told us about, right, Hannah? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think the important point, though, about Wikipedia, Mark's right. I actually use it a lot. You can go there and... You know, we say this a lot with court cases. All the good stuff is in the footnotes. In Wikipedia, most of the good stuff is in the footnotes because in order to edit it, you have to have a citation to something. So when you see the the main script, if you, you know, look at the footnote, oftentimes it gives you a source and then you click on that source and that might be an authoritative, might be, again, um, a source of some actual real information. And so I find it helpful. And the other thing that people don't know a lot about, but I really appreciate, especially for listeners of this show, is this thing called Balladopedia. It came out many years after Wikipedia, and it has just enormous amounts of information. So if you're looking for even, you know, past percentages for Missouri, if you're looking for information about ballot measures, information about other states, information on a specific topic, it is it's not perfect and you need to verify. um, But it is a really good starting place for people who are trying to learn about politics or issues or candidates. It's great. It gives a lot of value to be able to find out who voted on what back in what year and what the language of some of those things were when we're doing initiative work. It's uh, it's fascinating. You can Google your Google, you can ballotopedia your name <laughs> and if you've appeared on a ballot or you can find yourself on there. I mean, it's just a really robust uh, platform. But those are around for other other areas too. Yeah, that's and, true. And I think that's the nature of technology is it's allowing us more access to information. Not always accurate information, but more information. I still think Elon should have. I think Wikipedia should have taken Elon's money. All right. Uh, coming up next. Uh, well, first of all, we were getting some jobs numbers out uh, today. Uh, we got those um, shortly ago, and we are going to have those highlighted in the morning bell at 820-ish with Mark Ellinger. <laughs> but up next, I promise I'll try to be on time, Hannah. Uh, up next, we have, and that would be all except for this, John. What you got for us? It's going to be a surprise. All right. That's coming up next (laughs) with John Marsh. This is Wake Up Mid-Missouri. This is Mid-Missouri's official talk show. Wake Up Mid-Missouri. Official talk show. What does that even mean? Official. And that would be all, except for this. Yep, like finding a noodle in the haystack. Chinese food company, it turns out, has broken the Guinness World Record for the largest cup of ramen noodles by cooking up 112 pounds of what they call instant luo sifun. The Guangxi Food Technology Company had to find a four-foot-tall pot to cook up a serving of luo sifun, which is boiled rice noodles in a soup of stewed river snails and gamey well-aged pork bones. The poopy-smelling soup, which also contains vinegar, chili oil, peanuts, dried tofu, and old bean curd sticks, gets its famous fecal-like odor from the (laughs) sour bamboo shoots they put on the top of it. 
The world record of this stuff had to be served up to employees of the company's cafeteria because apparently there were no starving college students nearby. So now you know the rest of that disgusting See, story. Sounds like that's what they would be uh, feeding the Uyghurs in their in their camps. Yeah, you had me at ramen noodles, John. Yeah, and then until you ruined it until the stinky odor. Why on earth? I once went to. I was, where was I? I was in Seattle and there, I showed up at this bar and they said, Hey, we got this new beer. It smells like marijuana. And I was like, why? Why would we make something that's usually very enjoyable smell as skunky? And why would I want to order that? And three beers later, Stephanie was very mellow. <laughs> and I thought, I, and then the appetizers came out. Like I am in Seattle, so I should have just known that this. Was well, big coming. delicacy with the in many Asian countries, what they call stinky tofu. Yeah, this soup Which would be good, except I wish it smelled like fecal matter. Like, no one has ever <laughs> said that. I'm just impressed you're able to pronounce all those Chinese words, yeah, John. Sure. There you That's go. impressive. Yeah, but would any of us know if he was mispronouncing them? <laughs> exactly. Honestly. Rob, I'm going to check Wikipedia, which people have. All I, know, all I know is Foon is noodles in Mandarin. I know that. Can you plug it into AI and have it speak it in somebody's <laughs> There voice? you go. Probably. <laughs> Robot John coming up next. We did get a text from Tim that said it should be called Wokipedia. They're very left-leaning, just like the new dictionaries. I would not Good. disagree, Tim. Uh, it, it can be, it can have its its slants. I think. I do have a question, though. How can a dictionary be like left-leaning? Well, it should be a, should be a wiktionary then, right? And uh, and you know the dictionary has been coming up and saying like this is the word of the year. Which one releases that? And they yeah. and they add new words, and it's always some really woke left-leaning new word yeah, or slang or something. Well, but I mean, they, if that's what tweak, people are searching for, I, I don't they know. tweak definitions um, yes. to make them steer one direction or another. They 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 use examples in uh, when in some of the dictionaries as how words used, and they use those with a woke context too. It's it has gotten to infect the what used to just be a reference book. It's terrible. All right, we are wearing some silly. I'm wearing a silly sweater today. Y'all are wearing red, but I am participating in the red. Why do we wear red on Fridays, Hannah? We wear red on Fridays to remember everyone deployed. And I threw Mark under the bus earlier this morning because he was a little upset that we're wearing red today of all days. And why is that, Mark? Because we play Georgia tomorrow. Mizzou plays Georgia. It's the biggest football game we've had in years and years and years. And Georgia's colors, red. So he is so, wearing red today. But, but I do gotten, have my Mizzou shirt on underneath. Just, you know, just my own protest measure. <laughs> spoken, like, spoken like the true Mizzou football dad that he is. That's right. And I am wearing a silly Christmas sweater because all y'all say that you can put up your Christmas lights and Christmas trees now. And But if I walk around in a Christmas sweater, you guys would you, you know say that this is too soon. So where do you draw the line? If you can put up the rest of your Christmas stuff, I'm going to wear a Christmas so sweater. So you're basically leaning into us trolling you is what's Happening. I'm trolling you back. Oh, okay. Is what I'm saying. But I'm also wearing red. We also want to encourage you to uh, support and tell us a story and say thank you to the veterans in your lives, be it your dads, your sons, your neighbors, your friends, your grandpa. Uh, tell us your stories by getting on our websites. Uh, we are going to share these stories in rotation as we approach Veterans Day next Saturday. Uh, the form is on both on the Eagle website and the KWOS website, and that is brought to you by All Seasons Roofing and All State Consultants. So we celebrate every Friday by wearing red. We always encourage you. You can wear red along with us. Send us a picture of you wearing red. We love that. Um, but as an extra special um, bonus, we would hope that you would submit a story 
of the veterans in your lives. Also, a little bit um, com- uh, of stuff coming up. We are going to have the Missouri Governor's Mansion on uh, at 8, 10. Some, they're doing some really cool things. Have you seen their Instagram, Hannah? They're like kind of taking us a peek. I saw a picture of their laundry room. They had a video of how much laundry they do at the Missouri Governor's Mansion. Yeah, their Instagram is pretty cool, unlike other elected officials. Oh, that's... Maybe for later. There are some people that could use work on their Instagram for <laughs> sure. For sure. So I'm excited to chat with them. And then also, I wanted to let y'all know on Monday, we've got friend of the show, Jennifer Bikowski, in co-hosting with me. Um, I know you hear her a lot on Gary Nolan. And whenever there's any sort of crime or trial, I can't wait to get her take on the Sam Bankman Freed stuff. Also, that Alex Murdaugh case. There's some weird stuff going on with the jury, and I want to hear from her on that. Um, she's always got really interesting insights. And they got that uh, guy who just got arrested for a murder 20 plus years ago and be curious to get her thoughts on how you try a case that's 20 years old yeah, yeah so. guy out of a boss and of course jennifer and i will be here to break down the southern boone and blair oaks game as well as the mizzou game and whatever other games are this weekend because you know we're really into the sports ball <laughs> centralia and moberly <laughs> oh is, uh, is that game tonight yeah okay and the jeff city jays are playing tonight john they are Jays are in action, and uh, Elias and the whole, the whole tribe. I know Capital City Cavaliers are traveling, uh, traveling to Camden. Go Eagles. <laughs> All right, up next, <laughs> we'll have Tammy Holiday with Friends of the Governor's Mansion. That's on Wake Up Mid-Missouri. You're listening to 93.9 The Eagle and 104.5 News Radio 950 KWOS.